you're not closing deals, you're not making money. True. I don't care if you spend a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand uh, in marketing. If that's not translating into sales and, and deals, then you're going to go to out of business pretty fast. You're listening to the Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Hello, 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 great state of Arizona and our Azria family. Guys, today we have a very special guest. But like always, before we get there, I want to introduce or reintroduce my co-host, Mike Delpreet. How are you doing today, Mike? Thank you for Ryan for being here as well as Max. I know you guys could be anywhere in the world today, locking up contracts with homeowners, but you chose to be here. Yeah, of course, huh? Thank you, thank yeah, you. Thanks for having us. All yeah. right. So that segue us into Jimenez and Ryan Overcash. Ryan Overcash. And today we're going to be talking about sales, we got dispo, everything like that with wholesaling. So guys, strap on your seatbelts. If you're in an airplane, make sure you put your, your podcast AirPods ready. So we're going to dig right in. So Max, yeah. Ryan, guys, tell me, how did you guys get started in real estate? So we'll start with you, Max, and then we'll jump yeah. into Yeah, it's been a crazy journey. I first found out about wholesaling, which is a niche in real estate, right? It's, it's, it's one single niche that you can do back in 2015. I had a friend of mine who did fix and flips and stuff. And, uh, I didn't really want to, I didn't really know how to go about that. Cause usually what people think is that you need money, right? Yep. You need money, you need capital and, and, and resources. Right. And so I wasn't there and I'm like, I don't have that. And so my relentless pursuit of changing, wanting to change my life basically when i when i saw what, what what it was doing for him as far as real estate i just kept digging and kept digging there's got to be something there and my mother-in-law which is this is crazy right and i always think it's purpose and it, it's she's like why don't you call my the realtor that helped me buy my house she worked with a lot of investors and i said mm -hmm. cool let me call her and so i called her up she was in florida she was no longer in arizona and she's like i don't do that i don't do any of that no more I'm like, okay wow. great so it was like kind of dead end, right? You run into these yep. dead ends, but they're obstacles, right? See if you can, are you going to overcome them? Or are you going to, you know, stop Very there? True. And so what's crazy is at the end of the call, like we were ready to hang up. I said, that's all good. I said, hey, you know, I was just calling to find out if you knew anyone. I can. She's like, wait a minute. She goes, why don't you look up a guy named Sean Terry? He's there in your market. Mm -hmm. He's an investor. He knows a lot of people. And I said, oh, great. And here's my attitude. I was like, oh, great. Now I got to go look up somebody yeah, else. somebody else, right. <laughs> I gotta go look up somewhere else. like it's hard work right like yep. and so yeah so long story short i looked him up and i went on his website and he had a how you can download ebooks on the website and stuff so i downloaded his ebook and i kid you not i read that thing four times that night just to make okay. sure that what i was reading was accurate right i'm like wait a minute what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah 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 right what i'm saying right and so so I read it like four times. As a matter of fact, I woke up the next day. I was still so excited with the reading. I called my friend up and I usually don't call him that early. He's like, what's up, man? Everything all right? Right, right. I found this guy. His name's Sean Terry. He says you can do blah, 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 blah. You can do this. Buy, get it under contract. Assign your rights to the contract. And then you meet the fee in the middle. And he's like, is he legit? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so long story short, that's, that was my journey. That was That's how I started. That's how I found out about wholesaling. And I think the biggest thing is that when you become, when you, if your desire to be an entrepreneur, the biggest challenge is that vehicle, right? What is that vehicle? For me, it was real estate, but the mindset, the limited mindset in regards, like I didn't have the capital, I didn't have the 
resources and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I just the pursuit, man, I found a way to get in into real estate, which was through wholesaling. Answer this question for me. And I know it might be an in-depth question, but for somebody starting out, and everybody say mindset, mindset. You gotta have the right mindset. You gotta have the right perspective. Why is that so important getting started? Man, the big thing is that you're gonna run into obstacles. Failure is part of the process, yep. right? And the, the biggest challenge is that you're not mentally preparing yourself. You're not mentally, you're, you're not preparing your mindset to overcome those challenges and, and knowing that, hey, I'm gonna run into this obstacle. Let me mentally prepare for this. Yep. That's why it's important because at the end of the day, if, if the, the thing is that whatever you tie yourself at between the ears, right? The six inches, eight inches, if you have a bigger head, mm-hmm. right? Yep. <laughs> it's what's gonna translate, right? It's what's gonna, it's, it's what's gonna actually fulfill in the in the in the physical right yep. and so you need that's that i always tell everybody in our business we work just as hard if not more on ourselves mentally because it's a grind man and you got to mentally prepare for it it stamina. is it is stamina. yeah that mental stamina for sure i always tell people the most important real estate is right here exactly. right in between your yeah, two years right you know years. You, you will never buy a piece of property if you don't make sure you control the real estate that's in your Yeah, I always tell everybody sells too. I'm just, I don't want to go too far in there, but just yeah. I always tell everybody 80%, 80% of, of, of sales is mental, right? And 20% is tactics. Yep. That's why you see a lot of like car sales, you see a lot of the revolving door, right? You, mm-hmm. Any sales business, that's why you have that high turnover because it's that, that we, I, we call it a, a what is head trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I won't dive too deep yep. into that. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so Ryan, man, tell us how you got started, man. Oh, yeah, not as quite an elegant story as, as Mr. Max. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stop it. Love that story. Originally, my grandfather was in uh, real estate back in the day, so it was just kind of in my head, but I never really took it serious. Uh, an opportunity came up around 2009-10 when that crash was going mm-hmm. on. I wasn't, as Max was talking, I wasn't mentally ready for it, but I jumped in just trying to ride that wave. Like, oh, real estate, you can make money. Yeah. Didn't get too far with it because, again, I didn't take it serious. It was a part-time thing. Fast forward to 2019, right before the, the pandemic, so to speak. I told myself I wouldn't miss the next time when that happened in 2008, 9, 10. I mm-hmm. just kind of thought, hey, this is another opportunity. So I jumped into to education. I purchased education, mm-hmm. um, okay. but nothing else with it, just education. Mm-hmm. And um, got stuck. I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I found uh, Steve and Max, actually, uh, on, uh, I think, Wholesale Hotline. Okay. I All saw right. them, and I related to them right off the bat. I was like, oh, wow. You know, nice. I think I can... I can do this again. So I reached back out to them and I joined their uh, mentorship and their training. Got and it. I really started picking up and understanding a lot more. And then one of their trainings, they were mentioning how a lot of people locally here who are doing well, since they have a lot, well, enough, you know, and uh-huh. get too much, um, started with them as well. So they helped them get a start. And I was like, oh, wow, why don't I do the same thing? So uh, instead of competing with them, I wanted to, uh, to join mm-hmm. up with them, team up, and you know, learn as much as I possibly can. And uh, I didn't know what that meant. I went in to meet Max and uh, right off the bat, uh, if we had a connection, I wanted to, to join the team, learn more. Okay. I've been yeah. with them ever since. Yeah, I want to add something there real quick because uh, I think he missed on that one. He sent a message, a DM, DM me, but it's a, you he know, slid but, right and in it there. Slid huh? right in there. Yeah. So you know, it took a while for me to get back to him, but I responded. I'm pretty good about responding to my DMs, but he took action on that. Man. Yeah. 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 I had to chase him and Steve. Yeah. And what? And what? Some people exactly, Mike, with the persistence. Some people, especially guys. And I'm going to speak from a male perspective mm-hmm. because that's what I am. Yeah, yeah, from a male yeah. perspective, you don't want to seem like, oh, man, I'm trying to hunt this guy down. Yeah. I'm chasing this guy down like I'm a groupie or something like that. But 
you, that's one of those self-limiting beliefs. Yeah. You say, hey, but there's something out there that I want. Yeah. I need to go out there and get it no matter what it looks like, you know? And a lot of times, that's a good point, Marcus. A lot of times, though, it's ego, right? Yeah, yep. and, and what happens is that we don't, the thing is that majority of people or general population, if you want to say, they look at ego as prideful, yep. but in a way of, hey, look at me, I'm a big shot. But what they don't look at ego is, is, is ego and pride is also that. Mm -hmm. is am i am i gonna let go of my ego and my pride and hurt my own feelings of reaching out and going after what i want right true, true. regardless if i feel embarrassed about it <laughs> and, so, and on the other end on our position we respect that oh yeah we respect mm -hmm. the hustle right yeah. that, that persistence that's what we do that's, that's true because i mean we all of us we have people that come to us all all time you mm -hmm. know during the day sliding to our dms everything like this how can i do what you do how can i do what you what you do and you give them some simple instructions, you never hear back from them. Yep. And so you guys that's out there listening, if you really want to take real estate seriously, you have to get out there and you have to do what people tell you to do. Yeah. You have to be persistent at it. Yeah, no, 100%. I agree. I agree, man. Yeah, what's next? What are we so, so let's kind of dig into, we know we're in a competitive market, or I would just say more so a hot market. Mm -hmm. How do you distinguish yourself from other people when it comes to sales, Max, when you're trying to trying to lock up that contract trying to get that deal without going too deep but what do you guys do that distinguish yourself so i think first and foremost you need to figure out what your competitive advantage is right mm -hmm. a lot of people what happens is they again and this is stuff you learn right as you as you grow as you work on yourself you develop your skills stuff you, you find out by networking with az ria you, you join other masterminds like that helps helps you to think but and I think even for someone that's just starting out, is figure out what is that. It might not be right now for someone that's starting now. That competitive advantage be like, I can find you more houses than anyone can, and I'll bring them to you, mm -hmm. right? So we have to look deep and, and figure out what is my competitive advantage over what's happening in the market, right? And so that's the first thing that we do is we look at ourselves. What is our competitive advantage compared to other to other people that are wholesaling, investing, flipping? And so we we write that out. So when our sales guys are talk, or when our sales guys are out there trying to close deals, Ryan's out there trying to JV deals. Like, hey, this is what separates us from our competition, right? And and so we write those three things out. The first one could be like they're really simple. You don't have to get really philosophical with it, right? First thing is we do what we say, right? We're committed to the seller. Number one, mm -hmm. we can buy the properties, right? That's when you're when you're starting out. Obviously, that might be a difficult one for you. That's where we're at right now. We can release funds, right? Like if somebody's in a situation where maybe they need funds, maybe they need they need something. To, like we had a lady we helped out, needed to buy a car for her daughter. Mm -hmm. We released funds and helped her buy the car, right? Um, other mm -hmm. competitive advantages that we, we we give a non refundable earnest money. So really simple things, right? Yeah. What are the, what is that competitive advantage that we use so we can stand out? Uh, and that's on the wholesale and the buying side. Obviously on the sell side, it's a whole different story. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. So. Ryan, on the sales side, man, you're JVN and locking up deals all across the country. I mean, kind of share with us your insights on that. How are you? How are you putting the pieces together? Let's just say in Detroit, like we was talking about earlier before we got on the show. Yeah. So basically, Steve and Max got a pretty big following with the disruptors and the training and you know um, all the hard work they've done. So really, it's leveraging um, all the followers we have with. Disruptors. We have a lot of videos going out, messages, you know, explaining what the JV program is about, how we can help, what our competitive advantages, as Max said mm -hmm. earlier, 
which on my side more uh, a little bit different but on my side is more being genuine and like max said doing what we say we're going to do really opening up and, and helping them okay um, and just again showing them how genuine we are with, uh, with our office really quick the, yeah. can you talk about like the feedback that we got and how transparent we are with our business right? yeah exactly max has said, said wow. Uh, so yeah, so uh, competitive advantage basically just being transparent. Mm -hmm. A lot of the feedback that we're we're getting from you know the people we're helping, and it's always like after the excuse me, after the deal's done or as we get to the end, they're just like, wow, you guys really say and do what you guys you know are saying and doing mm -hmm. in the clips. You guys really do open up your office, which we do full access. They're basically an extension of our office wherever they may be at. As yeah. you mentioned, Detroit, Alabama. Uh, Georgia, Washington, those are just some of the states that we're actively working right now. So, so yeah, one part of the reason you guys are on here are on the show today is we're having an on-state investing panel on yep. May 9th, right? So, so that's why we're kind of going into those questions. So, Max, you guys have so tell us how you guys went from local to national. And yeah. Then we'll talk about a little bit of the sales in it and then the dispo. Sure. Along those lines. Well, so before we opened up the the nationwide JV program, we were already uh, last year. I want to say the year before we we first went out to New Mexico. That was like our first virtual market, okay. right? And so we were there for about I would say nine months uh, selling or buying houses there virtually. We did okay. And the challenge with New Mexico is uh, don't get offense for those of you from New Mexico. <laughs> they're on island time, so yeah. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that expression, mm -hmm. right? And acquiring the deals wasn't a problem. It was the disposition of the deals. So buyers moving at their own pace and not pulling the trigger. So I always made the joke is that the difference between there and here in Phoenix is that I can call a buyer at midnight and they're showing up at one o'clock to look at the deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's markets like that. So that kind of put a damper on that. We pulled out of that and then what made you go to New Mexico? Yeah, good question. Yeah, so we went with we went with TV. So okay. that was our, our marketing channel, right? Like we went head first. No, <laughs> like, I mean, but but why New Mexico versus Utah? Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's okay. what I'm going to explain. Yeah, so so we wanted to use, we wanted to jump into television as marketing channel. So New Mexico was available for okay, us gotcha. with the people that we connected with. Um, and it was, and, and not only that, it was on the lower end spectrum of the cost. Okay. It cost us a lot less than, say, like a, a Tucson market mm -hmm. or Phoenix and things like that. But I mean, the, the, the and then not only that, but the average per average uh, price per square foot on the properties where you were still, they were half yeah. price than, than here in, in, in Phoenix. And, but no, you know, like I said, uh, you know, the challenge was not acquiring the deals, the challenge was just positioning the deals. And so we were like, and, and our team was, you know, seeing that the deals weren't moving fast enough and it creates that, that breaks that yeah. morale. So we got out of there and then we we're like, what do we do now? So then an opportunity opened up in Oklahoma. That market was really well, that market was really good for us. We still have some direct mail that's going out, I think in Oklahoma. Okay. And then that we did that towards the middle of last year to, up to now. And then this year we just decided to open it up completely nice. like nationwide with our joint venture program that Ryan is running right now. Yeah. Okay. Very, very important. People have to understand that not every market is the same. Yeah. I know we say that as a broad spectrum, but like you said, Island time, just the whole disfall. Yeah. You can lock the deals up, but then the buyers say, well, what I'm thinking about it. You'll send out an email. They'll respond three weeks later. Hey, you still got that deal? I may be interested. I just forgot about it. No, I'll give you an example. We had one. I remember this because uh, it makes me laugh. Like banker hours, right? Mm -hmm. It's like so. We we set up the, a walkthrough on a Saturday with the seller, right? Because mind you, like we work for the seller always, one hundred percent. Our priority is the seller. So we set it up. Sellers like you guys are good. Come Saturday. Call their buyer. It was Thursday or Wednesday, so enough time. He's like, well, can they do it Friday before five? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, or maybe morning at 10. We're like, 
No. Right. That's something, you know, if you're here in Arizona and you're interested in trying to get better returns or looking for something outside of here, that's just part of it. just is what it is. Like when I entered Cleveland, I'm talking to homeowners. I felt like I was talking to homeowners back in 2010, right? Like it's just a different, it's just a different vibe. You're feeling you got to, just like everything else in business, you have to adjust and adapt. So, So when you get this deal, right, you have the deal under contract. Max, you did your job. The team did your job. Ryan, now you're in this new city, random lead, random city, right? Because this is how they're coming in. You're not just focused right. on one. So I'm gonna say, I think you guys mentioned Detroit, right? So yep. what do you do now? Yeah, actually, uh, it's kind of funny. Kind of go back to the basics you know, mm-hmm. of, of what you would do in your very first starting, the way I kind of look at it. So we start looking at the solds, right? Where, yeah. where are the solds? Yeah. Look at the buyers, mm-hmm. the LLCs. Mm-hmm. Um, start skip tracing the LLCs and making calls. Where do you get your, just so people listen and where do you get your souls at? So I go to Zillow is one of them okay. uh, for, for the out of state. Um, it's free, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we do have a couple uh, paid ones we use. Uh, still use PropStream, that's great. And then our number one is InvestorLift. I don't know if uh, you guys have mm-hmm. InvestorLift, yeah. but that's a pretty good program. A lot of vetted buyers, over 2.5 million vetted buyers nationwide. That really helped uh, catapult us into the JV uh, program as well, just because we knew the resources and the tools we had yeah. to, to really leverage. So, so you pull the list, you whatever from these programs, you skip trace them, pick up the phone, just got a deal. Yeah, I started doing that first, uh, but what we fit, uh, figured out, which is a little bit more time efficient, time effective, is text blasting. So we pull the list, mm. text blast, okay. or you can have if you have uh, if you're resourceful, you can have a VA call all of them. Yeah. And then the idea is to have myself and my partner Bino on the phone talking to interested. And what do you guys think about what I thought was fun going uh, out to the Midwest was even going to the right title companies. Have you guys had any weird experiences? I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. So well, you know, guys guys got got oh. No, he does. Nothing crazy. That's just been, that was one of the biggest challenges yeah. as well is finding a title company that's uh, on the up and up and that understands mm-hmm. the language, the lingo. Mm-hmm. And that was one thing about New Mexico, I remember they didn't use the word assignment. They had no idea what assignment was. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a referral. That that's that's really was the biggest yeah. difference. Even in OKC as well, the title companies, they don't move like they do out oh, there. Yeah. Yeah. OKC, they you think you're gonna close and they're like, Hey, by the way, we need an abstract. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like a what? No, it's so an abstract, you know, just for the people listening is where they got to go back now and make sure that the lot you're buying is the, it's the actual size, size. everything. Yeah. yeah. That it matches. Cause back then it was like, yeah, we'll sit, I'll sell you this lot, Mike, right around where that, where the river starts. That's where it ends for your line. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Man. That's something that uh, investors go look at. Yeah. A title company or with Marcus. What you deal with is he has to close with attorney. Yeah, that's yeah. another issue. Yeah. And Mark will tell us some stories there, man. You have you have horrible stories. I mean, we have where you have the deal locked up with the uh, seller. You oh, and the yeah. seller, mm-hmm. mutual terms, everything squared away, ready to go. Me and the attorney jumps in and says, "Hey, you know what? I may be able to get you more." Oh, so man. so it's not yeah. you just. Dealing with buyers is trying to go around you, but the attorneys will do that also. There's no conflict of interest with that? <sighs> you know what, man? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. And then even like in some contracts, they say where you have a seven-day attorney review period. Yeah. So we put in our contracts, you know, no attorney review period nice. or everything like that. But we still lost deals because yeah. attorneys backdoor and say, nope, we're going to make it hell. So you can't close this transaction. 
get out of your inspection period and then they just go and find another buyer. Yeah, and I think with that too, like every state, like you're saying, has like I've heard New York is really notorious. Yep. You gotta go through all that red tape. We just closed what in Georgia, the, the deal with the attorney's office? No, I was Georgia. Alabama. Oh Alabama, Alabama. sorry, yeah. yeah. Alabama, we closed the deal there through an attorney. That was pretty smooth actually. The mm -hmm. buyer was was a little hard to work, but we got it done. But there's some attorneys, uh some stories are like where you're the seller has their own attorney and then you have you know your are yeah, attorney yeah. and there's conflict there so you just got to do your research i mean i think ryan said it really well earlier is i always tell people like virtual wholesaling or wholesaling nationwide is not glamorous it's is it rewarding yeah because you have a, a wider or a more opportunity net, yeah. yeah wider net but with the wider net comes more problems right wider you know, problems yeah wider yeah. problems exactly <laughs> and i always tell people man it, it's like if you haven't wholesale a deal in your market do it there first so you can experience, get yeah. the experience, and then maybe go to another market because you think about it like you got to duplicate what you're doing here somewhere where you're not even there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I get deals sent from other cities, mainly Cleveland, mm -hmm. where like someone's just getting started. Just like Phoenix. Yeah. Things change from block to block. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. Whether it, you know, the kind of neighborhood it is, yeah. people are over, overpaying on these properties. Wholesalers overpay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you get it. So yeah, so but that's what I guess that also gives me an opportunity too, especially if someone's newer, I get to maybe link up on that deal, yeah. educate them about the market. But uh, yeah, that's kind of well, that's our approach. Like I, I told Ryan when we first started the, the 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 JV Nationwide program, I said, hey, because he was like, man, these guys don't know. I said, hey, let's back up a little, let's have a talk. It, we have to educate these people. We yeah. have to show them the right way. And then once the light bulb goes off, guess what? They're going to come back to you, right? And we've experienced mm -hmm. that now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, so to say all that, because Max is going to be on our panel next week, yeah. Monday, May 9th. We have uh, Congressman Greg Stanton coming in to talk a little bit to our members, as well as we're going to have Marcus Maloney talking about uh, fixing and flipping in Chicago, Max Wholesale Nationwide, Greg Slaughter, 300 rental properties in Indiana, and then uh, Picron National uh, Tenant Screening Company. So. Definitely be there and learn from yep. experts about how to make that move out of state. So, yep. Okay. so let's take a brief break, hear a word from our sponsors, and when we come back, we'll dig in more with Max and Ryan. This episode of the Azria Show is brought to you by Azria Business Associate, Zona Law Group. Zona Law Group handles numerous real estate matters with a focus on landlord-tenant law in Arizona. For more information, visit their site at zona.law. All right, guys, we're back with Max Jimenez and Ryan Overcash. And before we went to break, we were talking, we we're introducing sales. So why did you guys dig so heavy and so deep into sales versus some other area yeah, yeah, as wholesalers? One thing that there was a book I read a while back and love it or hate them. I mean, I'm not a big fan, but Grant Cardone wrote a book called Sell or Be Sold. Mm -hmm. It's a red book for those of you guys that are watching. I recommend that you get that book. And in that book, he basically said that everything in life is, is has whether it's it's directly indirectly has something to do with sales right True. whether us as parents trying to sell our kids to better education or do the things that we're doing whether a boyfriend or a girl whether the boyfriend's trying to sell the girlfriend and marry him so mm -hmm. so on and so on and so on right and so i've always been man i've been involved in sales some way some sort for a long time and i think i always get into this debate like what's more important marketing or sales, sales right mm -hmm. and so you have you have people on one side saying 
marketing is more important because they bring in the leads. I'm on this side. I don't care. You can bring in a thousand leads. If you didn't close, if you don't close yeah. one lead, you're not getting a deal. That's true. You get a thousand leads. Let me get a hundred leads. I said, let's work. Mm. And so I think sales happens to be the most important, what is it called? The uh, aspect of a business, right? Because mm -hmm. if you're not closing deals, you're not making money. True. I don't care if you spend a hundred thousand, 200,000 uh, in marketing. If that's not translating into sales and, and deals, then you're going to go to out of business pretty fast. It's kind of like chicken. Yeah, 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 yeah and so the gentleman that we got introduced to his name was brad and we went out there he's in scottsdale and so yeah we, we start steve started going first my business partner steve and uh, he was telling me about it and i was like man that sounds really good he would record him while he was in the uh yep. in the hood two would, for one yeah two for one <laughs> so he sent me the recordings after he was done i'm like and i would listen to him like wait a minute this this is different like i've never heard this type of sales before like what uh -huh. the hell and so, and long story short, we ended up uh, joining the, the the sales training. And not only did we join, but we also became life members. Like, cause okay. you have, a, I think they went away with the life membership, but uh, we ended up sales training. So since 2018, we decided to invest right in mm -hmm. ourselves because again, one of the biggest things that I think a lot of people don't understand. Yes, it's hard when you're when you're starting out. But as you start to level up, Marcus, it gets even harder. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, Mario Brothers, right? You, the first, the first level, you're just learning how yep. to jump, hit the <laughs> You go to left. There's a steel door. How do right, you right. steel door? How right? do we do this? Who has that key for that steel door? Right? I gotta go find Michael yep. Dupree. Yep. <laughs> Michael Dupree has the key. See, and that way you guys connect it. Yeah. So, and and and, and it, it's and it takes an investment in yourself. I think for those of you guys that are listening, it's important. You know, AC Rehab provides a lot of, I mean, products and a lot of, uh, what is it called, uh, training as well. So we decided to invest in ourselves. Obviously, we were, we were in that place now that we can do that. And, man, we ran with it. Now, I will say this, is that they laid the foundation and they laid the structure for their, their training, their sales training, very high level. We tailored it around real estate. And how do we do that? We went, we would go to class, right, twice a week. Or, mm -hmm. you know, twice a week, every single week I was going to classroom. Mm -hmm. I would go out and I get my face kicked. Like, and I, I would go out to appointments. I was literally in 2019, I was going to either one to three appointments daily. That's how, that's how I was training. I would come back on Fridays and I would talk to my sales trainer. I would say, Hey, here's what happened in the, uh, in the appointment. Here's what I said. And he would call me out. He's like, but you didn't say it like that. Did you? I'm like, yes, mm -hmm. Brad, that's how I said it. He goes, I feel sorry. He goes, for you and the seller. <laughs> went out, you learned something, and yep. you applied the knowledge exactly. immediately. Oh yeah, fast. You, that's the way to really see and really get better. So a lot of people like just to go get the information. They want the information out. Yeah, they don't do it. Yeah, it's it's funny you point that out because a lot of people are like, I'm not, I don't have the experience, and I always tell them like, look, you, I don't care how much knowledge you you get, like you can have a lot of knowledge, but if you don't go out and use it, you're not going to get the wisdom to, and then the experience comes after yeah. that. Yeah. You could be a, you could be a knowledgeable fool. Yeah, those things that yeah. you bump into and those, those appointments, you don't read them. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the things that I always tell people is education without application is just information. There you go. That's there all you it go. is. And, and everybody walks around 
with information. You got you got it in your pocket with your iPhone or a Google phone all day. But if you don't yeah. take what you learn and apply it, then it's just useless information. Yep. Yep. All right. So yeah. what happened next? You guys you're training, you're applying, you're critiquing. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 building our script. I'm sitting there in training. I'm building our tech script, our call script. So we definitely, even though we, we learned that style of training, at the end of the day, we came up with our with our own way and our own approach that we learn ourselves through experience. And, and again, like I said, our base cake. And so there's a couple other sales trainers that have a similar style, but I would I would challenge that we we we, we actually ex- took that experience and ran with it and, and actually applied it to what we do and and tailored it around that. And so yeah, so then after a while, people were like, hey, how do I learn that style? How do we mm-hmm. get like that? And so I want to say a, a year and a half later, after us attending, we decided to you know give back. We came up with our own workshop, right? The, okay. Real quick. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah. Go ahead. I want to know first. Sure. So after you're applying this, how did you notice the difference in your business from applying what you learned and critiqued and made your own? How that? How did you guys feel? How, what happened there? So the biggest thing is that a lot of. So here's the main thing that the biggest problem that I see in our business is. People are, when they're talking to sellers, when they're negotiating deals, they go into like this convincing mode. That makes sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what happens in convincing mode is like, I'm talking to Ryan, right? I'm negotiating Ryan and, and I'm trying to solve a problem that I don't know that Ryan has, right? Or he may not even have a problem and I'm applying a solution. But but what if I can give you this? But what if I can, I'm trying to convince him. Right. So what, what, what that training did for me is that it shifted my mindset from a convincing mode to sifting mode. Now I'm gonna now I'm going to probe. We're gonna ask questions, take away probing questions. What if we do this? What happens next? And now if he's not if he's not engaging with me, I'm be like, hey, you're not ready to sell. Let me mm-hmm. move on to a person who is. Let me go to Marcus. So that's one of the biggest mm-hmm. things that I learned. Right is 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 that is, is moving the mindset from convincing because man, is really you're we're we're trying to get these properties forty to fifty to sixty cents on the dollar. At the end of the day, you can't convince someone. They yeah. have to have something that you that you have to solve. Right. That's the first thing. The second thing is that uh, is is learning how to how to solve problems, asking questions. It's really important. Uh, salespeople like to talk more than they like to listen. And how do you turn that around? Is that by asking very important, detailed questions, right? And uh, and that's one thing that they they te- they taught us, right? And then we went out and applied it, asking these mm-hmm. questions, positioning the questions with tonality, make sure that you're not coming out too strong. Those are the biggest thing, man. Is 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 get to the point where they're closing themselves at the end of the day. Yeah. They either they're closing themselves mm-hmm. or they're disqualifying themselves. Right. Too. Yeah. What's a good? Uh, I think it was you. A seller remorse. A seller remorse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, it's, so on the post sale where where because there's buyers remorse, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, you buy a nice watch or laptop. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I should spend that money. <laughs> I don't care if you got money. Listen, you buy something, you think about right. it. It doesn't matter. Like it happens to me all the time. And so sellers go through the same thing, right? So instead of buyer's remorse, we call it seller's remorse. And so what I always tell, what we do in our office and what we tell our, our, our students is that, hey, when you get the agreement signed, do not leave the table. Do not run out of there. I know you want to do that. I want to mm-hmm. get, you want to get out of there, hang up the phone, but stay there and ask them a couple more questions like, hey, Marcus, you know, now that we got this taken care of, obviously you've signed the agreement. Just a question. Can I ask you a question? Sure. What does this agreement mean to you? It means that I have pressure relieved off of me. And that's what you want to hear. Yeah. You see that? Mm-hmm. You, if he was to say, well, it just means you're buying the house. Then I'm going to say, oh, oh just I'm confused. Because earlier when you said that this was going to relieve pressure, 
this was going to be right. able to get you over to your neck that because that's what it means to me marcus yeah i want him to feel that emotion again right mm -hmm. and then i go into the next thing like hey marcus you know doesn't happen all the time when i talked to my when i bought michael's house here's what happened with michael michael actually called me and he was saying he was getting a lot of calls and not only that actually his sister came and said why did you sell for that low or why did you sell for that price and obviously me and michael really hit it off and basically michael mm -hmm. said well max i don't have i'm not going to do anything already i'm selling to you marcus if anything that was to happen if any of that was to happen what, how would you respond to that basically i'll just let everybody know that they don't understand this, the situation that i'm in and this was the best offer for me at the Got time it. i appreciate that and, and that's where I want to walk with you, right? In case someone comes, I want to make sure that you and I are on the same page. Because when I leave here, now I got to get my transaction coordinator involved. I got to use my resources, open up escrow, get the funds in. I just don't want to get that call two days later. We're like, hey, Max, you know what? I, I want to talk about what we did. Gosh, so that's man. the, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. the important, man. Important, exactly. Yeah, that's why I love what you guys do. And that's why I wanted to talk about your guys' training, man, because... It, no one teaches us. I'm sure someone teaches us. You're just starting. You're looking around. Yeah. You're not finding that. Place. Yeah, I mean, Ryan, go ahead. No, I was going to say uh, what I'm hearing. This is maybe you know from from outside. As long as I have, I think a lot of people who don't have the sales background that Steve and Max have, right, are, are scared to do that because of how they approach the situation or the sell itself, right? They pressured. They did such mm -hmm. a hard sell. Yeah. They're like, I ain't doing that. From my perspective, that's it. Give them a reason to back out. Right. And they do it the right way. Yeah. Right. The right approach. That I think even solidifies. So, man, so that's sure. just my perspective. No, yeah, and I think a lot of people when they're newer, they feel like if they ask those questions, it's gonna ruffle their feathers, mm -hmm. yeah. and the seller's gonna back out, or they're, they're gonna learn something that's gonna kill the deal. But they want because they want to get that check so quick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when actually by not asking those questions, you're actually potentially killing the deal. Right. Yeah, no, no, uh, and, and, and I always say like our system's not hundred proof. There, I don't think there is any system that if anybody says they're lying, are we gonna lose some deals? Yes. Our, but in the long run, we're going to get more deals yeah. because we're we're actually our attrition rate, which is cancellation rate, is is probably one of the lowest in the business. I mean, oh, we mm -hmm. out of ten deals that we contract, we're closing on eight, right? Mm -hmm. And the only reason why the other two have canceled is because there's a situation, or maybe yeah. we just couldn't find a. It was maybe it was a little high. We still give an opportunity, mm -hmm. but I mean, our, our cancellation rate is like really super low. And it's important you say that one. That's means you're not leaving sellers hanging, which is great. Yeah. Right? yeah. Two, I don't know all the logistics, but the wholesaling, getting licensing, all yeah. the buzz around that. Some places are saying you might have to be able to show your your track record, yeah. right? So understanding these skills that you guys teach is going to help that track record. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, I mean, you know, when we started the the workshop, like everybody was, man, I don't know. If it, sorry, uh, they, first the reaction is like, how can you ask the seller that, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. I said, but that's what you want to know. You want to ask those hard questions yeah. because you're either going to find out now in this little 10 minute conversation, or you're going to find out an hour later. I mean, after yeah. you spend that whole hour, or even let's say you get the contract, like Ryan mm -hmm. said, right? Force sign here. Third copy is yours. Right. <laughs> Style. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and what we found out a lot of people, when they come to the workshop and they go back, we get that and get those testimonials like, man, this, that really worked yeah. for us. We even have people that sit in the workshop and they're like, and they're thinking of deals that they did in the past before they came. Like, damn. And the feedback, right. like, if I would have said this, said this, all these deals yeah. that I missed, they're like, oh, man, counting that money. At least we'll get the deals. Yeah, yeah the future yeah, right. deals. Exactly. Well, it's, it's really important. What we always tell our people is you want to have that relationship with that seller yeah. to where you're comfortable to ask those tough questions exactly. and you're comfortable to receive that answer yeah. from that seller. That way, 
when you get down the line, you're not getting to the closing table and they say, well, I got another question about this or what, what about this? They're open enough to say, hey, you know what, Marcus? I was thinking about this at night. What, what would we do in this situation? And you guys can have that yeah. conversation and make it easy. Yeah, but uh, it, it's not rocket science, man. It's just asking for permission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really all it is. Right. Like if I'm saying, now, hey, Marcus, I, I don't know if I can buy this house. I'm super honest. The way I find out if I can buy a property is by asking you a couple questions. Some may be in personal. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Or even like coaching the, the seller. Like typically when I meet with sellers, they usually have some questions. Have you thought about what you mm-hmm. would ask me? You can even ask that before you go out before. to the appointment. Yeah, beforehand. Hey, I'm going to leave you a little bit of homework. Come up with your top three questions. I want to make sure I answer them while I'm there. And if, if I get the house, if I buy the house, it's mm-hmm. all good. If not, we shake hands yeah. and we're buddies. That's it. And there's there's an aspect to customer service. Yeah, exactly. In there. And that's that's basically what it is, is yes, it's sales, but it's that level of customer service also. Yeah, it's a, I can't remember the word, but a consultative sales, mm-hmm. consultative sales, that's kind of the yeah. approach that we take. Yeah. So what's the name of the program? So it's called the sales disruptors. Okay. Yeah, that's uh so in that umbrella, sales disruptors, basically we have we have online training. So if somebody that doesn't want to come to the live mm-hmm. workshops, we have that where they can learn on their own, on their own pace if they want. No pressure, nothing like that. Obviously, we, it's not like there's pressure at the live workshops, but yeah. but there's also the, the live workshops that they can come to. Now, the thing about the live workshops is that it's more interactive. So you can ask questions, your mm-hmm. doubts and all that. And you can attend it live or Zoom as well, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we just opened up that okay. Zoom option this year. And we have so we have both options. And there's a, there's there's other stuff that we get. And, and when, sorry, when you come to the workshop, you actually you leave with a big portfolio like this thing. So not only do you come and hear us, but you leave with the with the call scripts, mm-hmm. you leave with tech scripts, you leave with a, you know, in-house appointment script over the phone appointment script, a cold call script, a business and how to analyze your okay. business. So they leave pretty packed. Like, and, yeah. and a full day with you and Steve. Okay. Yeah, a full day with Steve and I. Okay. Wow, man. So, so you guys, how many times a year do you guys do that? So we do the one, so there's two workshops, the one day, which is strictly sales. Okay. That one is every quarter. And then the two day one, we do it twice a year. There's a two there's a two day workshop where where we actually do the sales aspect and then I'll, and then we break down our business everything that we do in our business. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So if, if and as Rhea members interested, we you guys give us a special site. Yeah. So working on it. Or? So for your for your members, your your audience that are part of Asria, basically they can go to disruptors.com forward slash Asria. So oh, disruptors.com forward slash Asria. So that way, you know, they, they can uh, connect with, with us. Sure. That. We always make it uh, a point that Ezra always gets the best deal. <laughs> so to make sure you hit that. Uh, no, 100%. percent be a member, though. Yeah. So, yeah, you do have to be a member. There's actually, uh, talking about that, you can't just go buy it. They're, they need a code from us. Got yeah, it. so. And there'll be customer service. There'll be a service there for those that, that we know are members that might come through you guys. But, yeah, okay. they, even though we're announcing it on here, they just can't go on there and get the same. Nope. If you're not a member, you're not going to get the yeah, same. Gotcha. <laughs> so guys, remember disruptors.com forward slash Azria, disruptors.com forward slash Azria to get that information. So Max, Ryan, man, you guys did an awesome job today. Sure. We talked about quite a bit today. We love to see you guys around Azria. Yeah, They're yeah. at the monthly meetings. So feel free to come up to them, talk to them. Cool. Max is very personable. 
Ryan is very personable. We're we're real estate investors, so we love to talk. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're here all day talking about stuff. But no, I, thank you for inviting us. I I know it's been a while, man. Marcus, you and I spoke. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, shout good. out to Josh. He's out there. He's he's doing a good job, and man, it's you know lining him up. We finally got. He's our affiliate manager, but he's doing a really good job. And man, it's it was a long time coming. It's uh, it's good. Yeah. Time is yeah. always right, man. Plugging the your your. Your two shows. Yeah, yeah. so free information. Ryan, you want to talk about Club, Club Collab? What are we doing with Club Collab tonight? Oh, Club Collab. Every Tuesday, sorry. Every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Arizona time. What do you do? Uh, give us a call, guys, or, or connect with us. Uh, we're talking about our collaboration over competition. Do you need help in any part of the process? Locking up a deal, talking to buyers, working with the title companies, any part of the process. It's a good time to connect with us. Club Collab, 7 o'clock Tuesdays. Yep. And then the other the other way you can also connect with us is I do live calls every single Thursday. It's called the closer. If you go to my YouTube, follow me on Instagram at uh, Real Max Jimenez. Real Max Jimenez. Uh, send me a DM. I'll send you the link. Uh, but that happens every single Thursday at 10 a.m. And you can submit your leads actually for me to call. And we're talking to sellers live. How, yeah. how better? How wow. It's huge. Like if if you're not ready for a training program and you're still feeling all this out. This is free, right? Yeah. So let me tell you something. I'm glad you brought that up because I was at an event and then I had a guy come up to me and he's like, Max, I want to buy your, your training. And I said, I said, cool. Well, tell me a little more. Where's your experience? He's like, I haven't done my first year, my first deal yet. And I said, dude, don't buy my training. Exactly. I said, no, do not invest in my training. I said, go to my YouTube channel, watch the, watch the live every, every Thursday. And, and we're on on Tuesdays. So you're going to get more out of that because you have invested money. You got time right now. And sure enough, he did that, and he messaged us on a live, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's working on his first deal just on that. Love it. Right. And, yeah. and so everyone knows, like, we definitely want to start working. We will be working more with the disruptors here at yeah. Ezria. And Marcus does the marketing, one, uh, excuse me, negotiations one-on-one class. So we thought that we want to start springing your style into the class with us Love so it. the members and everyone can start seeing what you guys are about Love getting it. those basics down before yep. they go. Level, so. Okay. Thank you. Well, great. So, a great state of Arizona and Asriel, you guys know what to do. You got the information. Let's get out there and let's take action. And we will see you guys on the next show. So, I'm Marcus Maloney, Mike Del Pre. Thank you, thank you. We will see you guys at the next event. Thanks for listening to the Asriel Show with your hosts Marcus Maloney and Mike Del Pre. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this information valuable. Head over to azria.org and learn more about our community.